0: Work in Sports Podcast is brought to you by Empowered. This is the most important election of our time. And let's be honest, voting during a pandemic is a little confusing right now. There is so much misinformation out there aimed towards making you believe your vote doesn't matter. Well, guess what? Your vote does matter. Voting is the most important responsibility of citizens. Do not give up that power or that right. Get engaged, informed, and ready to vote with Empowered. E-M-P-O-W-R-D. One app that will give you everything you need to be an empowered voter. You know who is engaged, informed, and ready to vote with Empowered? Some of these stars of the sports world. Trey Flowers, Detroit Lions, with Merciless, and Justin Reed from the Houston Texans. Afroni Simmons from the Portland Trailblazers. All of these top athletes are out there supporting this great app that will make it easier for you to get all the information you need to vote. Download the app today at Empowered.com, E-M-P-O-W-R-D. One more time, E-M-P-O-W-R-D.com. Get the app, get ready to vote. All right, let's start the countdown. 5, 4, 3, two, one, zero. ignition, Liftoff. Hey, everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkinSports.com, and this is the WorkinSports podcast. First things first, it's Monday. Time for the stat line. If you need a little reminder, the stat line is when we jump into the data of the past week in sports industry employment. Since workinsports.com is the number one job board for the sports industry and the industry leader since 1999, we have lots of data and we're using it. First data point that is important for you the number, the total number of active jobs in the sports industry, we are up to 16,350. That's a lot of opportunity, okay? 16,350 active jobs in the sports industry. That is a jump of, hold on, I'm doing the math. Nope, I shut down that screen. I have to open this other screen. That is an increase of 4.9% over last week's numbers, which is good. That's good, positive growth. More jobs is more opportunity, which is a really cool thing. Now, just to put this in perspective, if you lived within 25 miles of Portland, Oregon, you'd discover that there are 333 active sports jobs in your area right now. Pretty cool, right? If you lived in Portland, Maine, there are 33 active sports jobs. Not as many. But just proving, work in sports is everywhere, and so are sports career opportunities. Side note: I love both Portland's. Okay, next data point. The last seven days, we added 2,755 active sports job to our job board. Now, why is that interesting? Because if you divide by seven, carry three. If you did the math, 393 jobs have been added each and every day of the last week. That's a good reason to come back to the job board. That's good activity level almost 400 new jobs added each day. Okay. Top category of the week. We have nine categories on our job board for jobs. Number one, top listing media slash creative. This area continues to thrive. Jobs in the media and in creative roles and in content. Jobs are really, really doing great right now. Uh, Seems like everyone nowadays is starting a podcast. So there's that too. Okay. My top three jobs of the week, my personal favorites. Revenue operations analyst with New England Sports Network. Now, listen, I'm not saying this is one of my favorite jobs because I could do it, because I could not. But if you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, you remember my interview with Maylin Vu, who is the director of talent acquisition for the Cleveland Indians. And she talked back then about how the most important jobs in the greatest growth sector is in business analysts business analyst in the sports world, and this is another example of it. If you just went into our job board and searched for business analyst, you might not find this role, but this is what we're talking about, revenue operations analyst with New England Sports Network. So it's not just sports teams, it's sports properties that are saying, we need to figure out the best way to optimize our revenue. We want to look through that data and understand how we can spend less money and make more money, and those are really big growing roles in the sports industry. Okay, job number two. Associate associate director of digital engagement with the San Antonio Spurs Two parts of this job really stood out to me. Well, actually Three parts number one is that it's with the San Antonio Spurs, which is pretty cool but the other part that really stood out is that With a role like this digital engagement you collaborate with a diverse group of internal groups. So this role has to work cross-functionally with content, marketing, broadcast, game operations, global partnerships, sporting operations, and communications to grow their global digital audience now that sounds pretty cool they also one of the other parts of the job that really stood out to me is that they're looking for somebody that can enhance revenue generating campaigns and improve data capture opportunities so think about that again we're talking about revenue and in this time of COVID, any time that you are able to be connected to growth of revenue understanding revenue how to spend less money how to make more money these are the jobs that are growing in our industry those are the trends you need to see and the third job is at lululemon 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 vp of diversity inclusion and equity i love seeing these roles i love seeing this growth angle in the industry i love seeing the importance thrown at diversity and inclusion i know so many talented people out there that want these kind of roles and it's just great to see that they're growing and this matters and that is the stat line Okay, so one of the main reasons I brought up the Lululemon job, Lululemon, is because I don't know why I like to say that, but for some reason, every time I see Lululemon, I want to say Lululemon. Anyway, Fair French. Um, the reason I wanted to bring up that role of VP of Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity is not only because I think these jobs are important, but it also dovetails beautifully into promoting our new series, which is coming up this Wednesday and running through all of October. It's called moving forward. We've brought together 12 young, diverse sports career focused professionals to discuss their experiences and perspectives growing in the sports industry. We're talking about the sports industry through their eyes. Is it representative? Do they feel included? How important is allyship having a voice from inside an organization? These are young men and women who either are just breaking into the sports industry or aspire to. Now, I think one of two things will happen. You will listen and think to yourself, wow, this is just like my experience. And it's good to know someone out there is experiencing similar things. Or you will be enlightened and awakened to the knowledge that our sports industry is quite different than what they might be seeing, right? My experience in the sports industry is different than a lot of what these young people are dealing with, this young, diverse group of people. And I, for one, have been awakened in these conversations, and I'm a pretty eyes wide open guy, like I've seen a lot and experienced a lot, but still, when you listen with an open heart and mind, you just kind of shift your perspective a little bit. It's an important and valuable content that we've created, and I'm excited for you all to hear it, and it will start this Wednesday. All right, let's jump into today's fan question. This fan question will remain anonymous because that is the person's request. I received a private message on our Facebook page, the work and sports podcast. Uh, you can join that group. You can just search for the work and sports podcast on Facebook, answer a few quick questions, join the group and have great networking opportunities. But I've got this private message from somebody in the group and they asked to remain anonymous. I found it to be an important subject that we should discuss with all of you. So here we are. Here it is. Hey, Brian, I'm dealing with some burnout right now at work. I enjoy my job but with everything going on in the world right now, it's hard working in minor league sports. I'm incredibly grateful to be employed, but there hasn't been much to work on the last several months, making my motivation and interest lower than normal. I wanted to get the conversation started on how other people are dealing with burnout in the workplace. Look, this is a great question and I'm glad to talk about it. I do wanna point out that no one should feel embarrassed or stigmatized by feeling burnout or depression the fact that this person wanted to stay anonymous means there is a concern that they would be judged by others and that to me is sad and unfortunate and I hope that we can do better than that so we're gonna have this conversation here anonymously but I hope everybody out there feels empowered to share their stories and to have this conversation because talking about it is important I also want to stress I am NOT a doctor or a mental health practitioner so please if you are having issues with depression or any feeling that you just can't seem to shake talk to a professional All right, so what does burnout look like? If you're feeling these emotions that I'm about to list, you're likely dealing with some sort of burnout and we'll discuss some ideas to help you through it. If you're feeling exhaustion, like work-related stress can leave you feeling so wiped out, you feel like you can't even move a muscle. Like if you're feeling exhausted, even though you're not physically exerted, that's a sign. If your attitude has really changed, you're, if you're physically feeling more physically and mentally feeling worn out, your, your attitude slips too. Like you're feeling more cynical, indifferent, or like your efforts are meaningless. Depression. I mean, even if it's work uh, that's stressing you out, it can seep into other parts of your life and leave you feeling depressed. Irritability. Do you feel like you're on edge all the time? Like this can be at work or at home and it can just not really be like you feel like yourself. You're having trouble concentrating you're having difficulty sleeping frequent headaches stomach aches these are all signs that you may be dealing with burnout or something worse okay now i'd also like to remove some of the stigma of this conversation by admitting i've dealt with burnout on multiple occasions during my career After seven years at CNN Sports Illustrated, I jumped to Fox Sports Northwest to be the news director. And learning an entire new market, hiring staff, doing layoffs at one point, thinking ahead, building budgets, managing staff complaints, trying to build a culture, it wore on me. I was 28 years old and managing 35 people. The real problem for me as I look back was that I had no peers, really. The people my age were my staff. The people who were in management, like me, were 5 to 10 years older with families and kind of a different perspective. So I didn't really have people to talk to, bounce ideas off of, or lessen the burden. So I felt overworked and underprepared for what the job entailed, and I had no way to express this or communicate with anybody. There was no platform where I could have these conversations. And I was not a happy dude. Uh, I was working 60 to 70 hours a week and drinking a bottle of wine a night. I'm being just completely transparent here which I look back at, it's really interesting. You don't think of it at the time, but I was. I was drinking way too much. Um, But I was, more than anything, like I I look at pictures of myself back then, and I just look like my face looks bloated. I look like my skin doesn't look good. Like Everything was just wrong about me. It was tearing me apart in a lot of different ways. Every one of the emotions I listed above and previously, I felt. I remember one weekend specifically driving up to Vancouver, uh, one weekend with my wife, who was competing in a field hockey tournament. I needed to get away, like out of the country even. Um, (laughs) It was only a three-hour drive, but nonetheless. But I wanted to get away and shut everything off. I was really, really looking forward to it. Vancouver is beautiful. We were there with friends. I was watching my wife compete. There was no pressure on me whatsoever. There were wonderful grass fields. It was like field of dreams kind of experience, a super pure version of sports. And I was just engrossed and loving it. And everything felt like it was shut off for me. This was like, I felt like I was getting better mentally. And then my phone rang about 20 times Because there was some breaking news with the Seattle Mariners and everybody was looking to me to make a decision how we would cover it, which was my job. That was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. They were doing the exact right thing. I'm not blaming anybody. But the mood was lost. The recharge was broken. The frustration and irritability came rushing back. I was distracted and absent the rest of the weekend. This was burnout. I stopped feeling energized by my work and excited by it and instead felt burdened. So with that drama out of the way... Um, i'm just trying to be transparent here and say you've got no shame in admitting these things or saying that you feel these way this way It's very normal. Everyone deals with it. I'm one of them So anyway, let's talk about some solutions or at least some tactics and strategies You can try to help yourself through the challenges of burnout Uh, And if I may suggest a bottle of wine a night is not a good solution kind of fun But doesn't really solve the root problem so number one thing that I learned from going through this experience personally is that I needed to examine my standards and regimen outside of work. It can be easy to focus so much on work demands that you neglect the basics. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating well? Are you spending any time out outside? Are you moving enough? Are you staying connected with loved ones, either in person or, or via some sort of technology? This was a COVID struggle for me even early on in this this time. I was locking myself behind my computer all day and wasn't taking enough breaks to walk around or break out of that visual connection to my screen. It wasn't until I literally started scheduling walks with my kids that things started to perk up for me. Nutrition for me is a big one, too. I find during COVID and when I was starting to feel restless, um, the first thing I would do was open the refrigerator which is not a great habit, okay? So look at your normal basic routines, your regimen outside of work, those things that are important to you and see where you've been slacking off. And I don't mean, oh, you need to start a new crazy workout routine and you need to put 45 minutes a day doing sit-ups. I mean, just be doing those little things that are important for you to feel as normal as you can. Uh, Number two, examine your current workload and workflow. This always really worked for me. I have personally found during this time of COVID that one of the most effective uses of my time has been doing some process analysis, which sounds really stupid and boring, like "Mm, boring. But what I mean is we all get very used to our work roles and conditions. We overcome our poor processes and make that a new normal. Like we were doing something inefficiently, but we're so busy. We don't go back to fix the process. We just keep working in this inefficient manner, right? And you make that seem normal after a while. You're like, oh yeah, I have to recreate this thing and redo this and redo that and redo this. And I do that every week. It's like, no, let's take a step back, analyze the workflow, figure out if it's ridiculously redundant, if there are other things you can make into more of a uh, process you're recreating the same thing over and over again your overall process is flawed but you've become normalized to it because you've always been busy now what i've done is i've gone back and recreated my guest booking process my email outreach processes my weekly scheduling processes everything And and that really means I'm working more effectively now than I was nine months ago, which frees up time for me to work around the yard or to walk down the street a bit or do something around that can make me feel a little bit better about myself and my day. Also, working efficiently actually makes me feel I'm accomplishing more. And that's important. So ask yourself, in what areas of work do you feel most overloaded? Is it an over, is it all over? Specific tasks. Are there certain areas of your workflow where you want more control or flexibility? Can you come up with possible solutions for any of these concerns making your tasks more efficient can free up time and make you feel more accomplished? Check in the box, you know has some massive endorphin releases like literally checking things off your list can make you feel more empowered so number three, consider scheduling a meeting with your boss or supervisor. And I'm not gonna—I don't mean this for what you're probably gonna think. You're probably thinking like you're gonna—you want me to, you know, go in and complain to them about how you're feeling burnt out. And I don't really mean that. Um, what I—what I want you to do is come up with ways that that other ways that you can help drive the business. Like if you're feeling like a boredom is a big part of your burnout, which is what this question was from this person they were saying they don't have a ton to do and so they're feeling some boredom and inefficiency and just feeling overall kind of blah right well if your burnout comes from boredom which is reasonable you don't want to complain to your boss because you're happy to have a job but being mentally unchallenged is kind of killing you well i think you should try to come up with some ideas you can present to your boss that can help drive the business forward but take no budget now no budget is important here your boss isn't likely going to invest budget in some new ad campaign on Facebook. But if you come up with some creative ideas to generate buzz and or organic traffic with no expense, that can be invigorating and present you in a great light. You're thinking of the business in a bigger way. You're trying to come up with creative solutions to the problems you're facing, which is you know no fans, no games. That's a, that's a big problem. But what can you do to keep the brand front and central with your fan base? come up with some cool ideas, come up with some creative, like in, in, try to dig dig into a different part of your mind. But just remember to stay in your lane. You know, don't try to take somebody else's job. Uh, be creative in your role that you currently occupy and see if there are ways that you can stimulate the business in a, in a way that doesn't cost any money. Or you can change a process like we were talking about or do something that will affect the business and have that conversation with your boss and supervisor about these ideas. It can be energizing to continue to work to improve the business in a tangible way but it's still not easy right I get it and the uh, sixth fifth yeah no third I'm on I should number these things as I write them down Um, set healthy limits for yourself you should be able to switch off when you leave work for the day to avoid the potential overload and exhaustion that can result when your professional and personal lives collide so I do this I really like to set daily reasonable goals. It may just be three things I wanna get done. And if I hit those three things, I tell myself today was successful. Give yourself healthy limits. The problem with COVID work is that with so many of us at home, we blur the line between work and home. At 8 p.m., you shouldn't be just checking your work email to see if anything popped up. You should be watching Monday Night Football. Like, your work life should be shut off and put somewhere else. Know when to turn it off. You can't just keep kind of dabbling throughout the day number five I believe because I lost count so I'm just gonna make up the numbers now make time for many mindful breaks see this is the problem When I make my show outline I make it uh, bullet points and I should have made it numbered that was a big mistake on my part so you gotta fix that process make time for many mindful breaks throughout the day okay so even these little brief moments of respite throughout the day can be beneficial I think it was like five years ago I read this article that said they did a research study, and I'm gonna get the times off a little bit I am I'm sorry I probably should have done this this pre-show. But it was something like if you take a 10 minute break and work 50 minutes. So if you take an hour and you break it down into a 10 minute break and 50 minutes of work, you're actually more productive in that 50 minutes than somebody else is in a full 60 minutes. So that 10 minutes of break can actually help to reinvigorate you. So don't feel like you need to work straight through throughout the day. Take a short walk, read your favorite blog, deep breathing, do some stretching, meditate for 10 minutes, do those kind of things and you will actually be more productive, which is really cool because I can work less and be more productive. Yes. And the final one, and I really do think this is the most important, seek support. Do not isolate. Talk to people. Talk to people about stuff other than work and politics and COVID. Seriously. This is a funny story, I think. Um, I listened to a podcast about a serial killer last week during a walk, and I started to laugh because it was literally the first time in, like, a week that I didn't feel totally consumed by my work or our current political standing, the pandemic, and record unemployment numbers and a tanking economy. Like, I was listening to a serial killer and totally engrossed in it, and that became, like, a good, healthy mental break, which is kind of funny. You're listening to a guy who... Killed people and I was feeling energized and I don't mean it literally like wow, that's so inspiring I just mean like it literally took my mind off of everything else that had been stressing me out so consider talking I guess my bigger point is don't don't feel like you have to listen to a serial killer podcast but I'm saying like even something that convoluted can actually be a break from all the other things that are stressing you out so consider talking with trusted co-workers friends and a loved ones for support they might be able to help you sort through your emotions and organize your thoughts and kind of just put you in a better place and sometimes 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 it's not even about talking about the burnout. It's not even about talking about, you know, what's really got you down that helps, right? Do it. But sometimes it's just having something else to talk about that can really help you get through the other facets. So if you embrace these things, I think you'll be in a better place for burnout. All of these things individually helped me, um, And again trying to be transparent here and say that you are not alone when you deal with problems with burnout or work depression or anything of that nature so don't feel isolated reach out to people have the conversation and a good place to do that again our private facebook group is pretty cool for this when this person who i posted their question uh anonymously and she was asking for advice and help um, there were so many great responses and so many great people that cared and that reached out and that had some ideas and advice and things they had tried. And so just having those kind of a supporting community, those a supporting community like this can be really impactful. So check it out. Search for the work and sports podcast on Facebook and join the group. It's about 2000 people, um, young professionals trying to get started in the industry, guests of the show, all different kinds of people who can interact and help each other. So it's pretty powerful stuff. Thank you again for listening, everyone. It's always a pleasure to have you listening. It means the world to me to have you here. It helps us grow. When you rate and review and subscribe, it helps us grow. And the podcast aggregators you know, put us up higher in results, and we get more audience, and it builds our network, and everything grows from there. We can get great guests, and we have all this power, and it's awesome. I mean, I just literally got an email from Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, who is uh, the ownership group for the Sixers and the New Jersey Devils. And they came to me trying to pitch guests to be on the show and they pitched six different guests and we're going to have all six of them on because they were all awesome. But I love that, you know, as we build the brand and it gets bigger and bigger, the really top of the line guests start coming to us and saying, hey, I want to be on your show because I know it makes an impact with the right people that we want to reach. So the more of you out there listening, the more you make that happen and the better the guests continue to get. So thank you for everything you do to contribute to this show and make it better and, uh, keep an eye on your mental health. And remember two very important things, wear a mask. I don't know why I have to keep reminding me people of this, but wear a mask. Okay. Period. And make a plan to vote. Two very important things. Thanks everybody.